0: Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey, everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad you've joined us this week. This has been a great conversation with Michelle Niedert. Um, She has been such a wealth of information and encouragement when it comes to just the mental health of our kids and our family. And so in the last episode, Michelle, you mentioned that as parents, in order to help our kids be mentally healthy, we ourselves need to be mentally healthy. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes because we're sometimes trying to just figure this out on our own. And so you have six ways that moms can protect their own mental health. So I would love for you to talk about those things and, and how we as moms can make sure that we are where we need to be mentally in order to help our kids be where the Lord wants them to be as well.
1: Yeah, and I'm actually going to fly through these. I didn't even think about this, but I have these on Teachable as well, and I'll give your audience a code for that. We'll figure that out later. Oh, great. But I want to talk about the first one is your spiritual development. So if you see yourself as the source of your ability to manage these kids and school and home, I think it's going to be really hard. So the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to take John 15 and be a branch and plug into the vine. And you may be like me, you're not a big morning person. So that may mean just like I'm teaching my 10 year old to just say, good morning, God, just to acknowledge his presence (laughs) and just start there. So it may be that simple, but we taught our girls had loved and cherished online camp last summer before your feet hit the floor. Instead of thinking, how do I feel? Think about how do I want to feel? And what do I need to think to feel that way? Hmm. So if I, I I feel sleepy most mornings right. and like unproductive, but if I want to feel productive, then I'm going to think certain thoughts like with God's help I can do all things today, mm-hmm. and that's going to give me a different mindset, a different energy, and everything else. So I want to encourage multiple plugins in that branch into the vine, remaining in Him. Taking those spiritual moments, whether you use, I mean, this is where I get into being a a fan of technology. I say, good morning, Alexa. And she reads me the verse of the day. And then she plays, Mary DeMuth has a podcast called Pray Every Day. And she works through scripture and prays for moms. And I listen to that because I know Mary well. And it just makes, it's like, you know, one of my friends praying for me every day. And it could be for a mom too, who like is literally laying in bed thinking, how do I get out? How do I get out? And then the next thing I wanna talk about is that we need to recover from our own past pain and grief. And I don't have time to really go in this, but if you've got unresolved grief, that you haven't dealt with, losses that you're bitter about. You know, we talked about you moving. Sometimes that's really hard. Dad's got to be transferred or there's a big y'all feel led. But then mom is in this new place with no friends and pretty isolated, can't find the co-op right away or goes from a city with big co-ops into the country with small co-ops or almost no co-op and just figuring those things out. So work through and then one in three women has experienced sexual trauma by the time they're 18, the hmm. research says and yeah. it's going between one and three, one in four right now in our country. So I once had a 56 year old woman write down after I'd been treating her for six months and I couldn't figure out where this victim mindset kept coming from that we kept kind of re-emerging. put on a piece of paper, um, I was sexually abused when I was eight years old, and I've never talked about it with anyone. Mm. I've seen this in courtrooms where I was being vetted for a jury, and they had everybody raise their hand to have been sexually abused because it was an assault case. Nobody, of course, wanted me on that jury. But um, that one of the women said, I've never told anybody, even my husband, but I didn't feel like I could lie here in this room today. Wow. And somebody else said, you know the blonde in the um, first roach? You probably need her card. They were kind of <laughs> joking, but they weren't because we need to work through our unresolved trauma that's happened in our lives. Um, You know, because trauma affects our brain different. Like if I were to ask you what you had for lunch three weeks ago on Tuesday, Yvette, you probably couldn't tell me, but I bet you could tell me where you were when 9-11 happened. Right. Right. Because the brain records that differently. And there's a lot of research now on neuroplasticity and how that works and how important it is that we work through that. We use EMDR from a faith-based perspective, even in our offices with that. And then next, we need to renew our minds. And this is one of my biggest quotes on this is it cannot renewing your mind cannot be a one-time decision. It's got to be a daily practice. Mm. You didn't develop your insecurities in five minutes for a week. And when clients come back from cognitive behavioral therapy training and saying, this doesn't work, I'm like, it's not going to work in seven days. (laughs) And then I ask them, how much time did you spend on this? And so we have a sign in our counseling offices that say the other six days, 23 hours, Because it needs to be a constant process Mm -hmm. of retraining your brain, your kid's brain. And I love, I interviewed Dr. Caroline Leaf recently, and she talks about the research on how that actually changes our body chemistry Oh, wow! when we do that well. When we reach, and I like to use scripture, I like to use the three words with God's help, um, things like that to help me retrain my brain Mm -hmm. to not, you know, women are mean. They talk mean to themselves. Yeah, I'm shocked by even Christian women, how mean they speak to themselves. I, I want to say to them, God would never talk to you like that. Hmm. Please don't do that to yourself. God says you're loved and you're cherished, and we'll get to that a little bit more when we get to the girls. And then also to resist worry and fear. And we really covered that with 2 Timothy. Mm-hmm. But that's that's one of the few times, you know, God is really into all the emotions except fear. He talks yeah. about fear not. And just almost, almost constantly, he wants us to cast our cares upon him because yeah. he cares for us. And and that not only may need to be a practice we do with him, we may need to say it out loud to others or write it down. I'm a big fan of journaling because it's like we do this with kids because then they are bigger than their worry. Yeah. We need to feel bigger than the worries that are running around in our heads. And so when we write them down, it gives us a different sense of them. It also allows a different part of our brain to activate through that process. So very important. And then I want to tell, especially homeschool moms, you know, we can look at what everybody else is doing and how every other kid is doing, but in Hebrews, it calls us to run our own race. And our kids have their own race. And one of my favorite phrases, I have so many moms who come to me with sibling rivalry issues. And I tell their kids, I tell them, they gotta learn to let their kids stay in their own lane and not compare, They're even their kids. Listen, you're gonna have an extrovert and an introvert. You're gonna have right. somebody who's super driven and motivated and somebody who could care less. I mean, my daughter right now doesn't care about her schoolwork. She just wants to live for Jesus. I mean, what do you say? But right. at the same time, Jesus wants you to be prepared to whatever he's calling you to. So right. let's keep learning geography. You might become a world <laughs> visionary. I don't know what to tell you, but it's still important. Right. So I think that we need help our, ourselves first. No, I am not a Pinterest mom. I'm an Etsy mom. Some of you are Pinterest moms. I don't need to wish I was a Pinterest mom because this is what I know. Every one of us has a specific calling and and we were gifted and created to impact certain people and no one else can do that but us. Right. And when we beat ourselves up because we don't look like someone else, we are distracted from the opportunity to do what we were created to do in our families and with our kids and with our communities. Right. And I am passionate about this. I am a chatty Kathy. I am a big personality. There are some kids I am overwhelming to. I've got a very soft-spoken, they still have the same treatment plan, but very different personality, younger therapists that are going to reach a kid in a different way. Sure. I don't need to change who I am in my office. I need to be who I am and I need to find those people and mm-hmm. reach them. And I think that's so important. You're you know what? Your kid learns to read at five. Some, I mean, I was a reading specialist at one time. Some kids learn to read at seven. Yep. You're not doing something wrong because it's looking different in your home, right? You definitely want to get support and resources. Um, I think that's helpful, but at the same time, I think we need to be encouraged by that. Yeah. yeah. Not all kids are created. If they were created the same, one of us could have written one book, and it'd have been all over. Yep. But you know, there's so many books out there because kids are so different. Right. Right. So different. And then finally, and this is the thing I really wish every mom would do more of, and that is to take a real Sabbath, just like Mm. God did. To rest in the grace of God. And to me, resting in the grace of God means that I'm going to trust to God to work even when I'm not working. Mm -hmm. And I think you can tell I'm kind of a busy woman between the staff and the counseling center and my kids and their schoolwork. But here's what I know. I have seen, even with this book, that God has worked when I wasn't. I mean, God somehow brought you to me. I'm not even sure how that happened, (laughs) but he does these things. And I think we need to trust he's not only going to do them with us first, but also with our kids. So that means we can rest. And let me tell you why I think that's so important to me. I've got a 13-year-old girl who's watching me. Mm -hmm. And if I don't trust God enough to rest, is she? Or is she going to be an exhausted, worried, frazzled, Human being. I don't want that legacy for her. Right. So even when I don't feel like it and I think, oh, let me get the dishes or let me just do this one more thing, I think I need to go sit by the pool sometimes, open a good book and sit in the presence of God, listen to worship, sometimes just sit in the stillness and breathe in God's love and out my worries. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about that breathing before, so that I can not only experience it for myself. But I can also model it for my family.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that you talk about taking a Sabbath. That is one thing that I am so grateful to have a husband who years ago, I mean, we've done it through almost our entire marriage, and that he has said we will take a Sabbath every week because we're busy. We're a very, very busy family. And if we didn't take one, and I'm so grateful that the Lord called us to do that. He he instructs us to take a Sabbath, there's always gonna be work to do. The list never ends. We just keep adding to it. You know, we cross things off of it, but every time we cross something off, we add something else or maybe three extra things. There's always gonna be things to do, but we take one day a week, every, every single week, and our family doesn't do any work. I don't even cook. I mean, we you know we either eat out.
1: I just want to clap for that. Oh, I love it's it. So good. Yeah, yep. we don't do dishes.
0: Absolutely. We don't cook. We we eat out or we eat leftovers. Sometimes we have popcorn for dinner, and it's wonderful. And I look forward to that because I always know that that day is coming. And that really is one of the ways that I protect not just my own mental health, but the health of our family because we need to have that time together. So let's take a quick break. We will be right back. What we do
1: at Iew is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our
0: course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Michelle, and um, Michelle, I am so grateful for uh, your, your input, your advice, your wisdom um, that you've shared with us this week. The last thing I want to talk to you about is a devotional that you've done for tween girls, and I'm assuming it could be for tween slash teen girls. I'm not exactly sure. You could tell us kind of that age bracket called Loved and Cherished, and you quickly breezed over that earlier in the conversation. Tell us about this devotional and, and how that can help our girls.
1: Well, I, ri- I originally entered um, this calling to write a book on how to have uncomfortable conversations with your kids about mental health, self harm, eating disorders, so they just be aware. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of it, this came along with a friend of mine, Lynn Cowell. Um, my daughter was a tween girl, and Lynn wrote a book called Brave Beauty, which was all about Christ's confidence. And, and she wasn't going to do a lot with it because she had a Bible study coming out about the same time. She's one of the Proverbs 31 speakers and writers. And so when Lynn did that, I said, oh, I want to help you. Like, I own a counseling center. I know how to market things. I want to market this book. And because I want more things like this out there for sure. our girls. You know, that are relevant, that, you know, there's some stuff out there, but they're like nonfiction. They don't want to read them. They sound kind of preachy. Right. And so, and I knew Lynn had a relevant voice. I had interacted with her enough to know that. And so, after that book did so well, the publisher and Lynn both wanted to know if I would join them on this project. And some people may wonder why would a mental health practitioner write a devotional? And I would go back to cognitive behavioral therapy and renewing your mind. This is a tool I can literally put in a girl's hand. To do something every day to brainwash her mind towards a biblical mm. worldview, a sense of identity in Christ, and then to, to to cast her fears upon God. All these things we've been talking about, yeah. to value family, to realize that family goes beyond what's in our home. Another way I think homeschool kid, parents can hold on to their kids well is by being in great communities that go beyond them. Because, you know, when my mom's voice, it, it irritated me and— I didn't want to hear what she said. There was a pastor's wife that I babysat for. I would listen to her. Yeah. And, and my mom would swear she was saying the same thing. Right. But for some reason <laughs> yeah. it sounded a little cooler from the 30-year-old pastor's wife right. than from my mom that I've been listening to for over a decade. Right. And so in sticky faith, the research says the same thing. And that is the value of the mentors of your community mm-hmm. with your kids and their faith. And I that's one of the reasons we are involved in in a Christian co-op that's literally become a school mm-hmm. because we love that community so much. Those mamas pray. Um, They interact with us. And so I think Loved and Cherished, we designed first for a girl to do. What we'd love to see is for them to, the younger ones especially, to do it with their mamas. Mm. But mamas, even if your girl is 15, she don't want to read it with you, read beside her. I, I, Sophia did not want me to read Braid Beauty with her anymore. She was big enough to read on her own. She wanted her own relationship with God, but I read beside her and I hosted a neighborhood group of girls and we used the discussion guide that was created. And oh, there's a discussion fine. guide that you can get off of loved for this as well. And it's got great questions. Like I love to tell moms get together with a couple other moms and their girls. And, and that also normalizes for girls mother-daughter connection, and community beyond our our walls of our homes. Yeah. And I think while I value homeschooling, I do not value the idea—in fact, there's research on mental health—that if we are too disconnected from the rest of the world, we don't stay as healthy as we do. We were made to be in the body of Christ. Yeah. And I know that looks very different right now with COVID. But, you know, that's what's so amazing. I don't, I feel like we don't have an excuse anymore. With the way we've got Zoom and the way we've got these podcasts, there is a way for us to tank up. But yeah. I wanted girls. Like, this book not only has um, a scripture and a practical application, but it has a place for the girl to write, like... Uh, a positive statement she can say to herself every day. One of the things is to get an object and carry it around with you and remind you that God loves you Hmm. in every moment of the day when you feel that object or you touch that object. Just simple, practical ways to experience the presence of God. So. I didn't realize how important this would be to me, but um, I really feel like it prepares girls to manage mental health because so much of mental health has to do with rejection and disappointment when we start struggling with it and not adjusting well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we will put links for sure in the show notes so that people can find this book. The last thing I really quickly wanted to talk to you about is you have a, a, I want to say it's a masterclass, I think, or is it a download? Um, It's how to manage anxiety for homeschoolers. And this is kind of geared towards middle schoolers, right?
1: Yeah, because that's when we really, we start between the ages of 10 and 13 and really starting to see maybe some problems with sleep, a little social anxiety, nervousness about approaching other people. And what I love about the homeschool community is kids have a lot of flexibility with the way their day runs. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, it's basically what I'm telling you mamas, but I'm telling it to the kids. And because I'm not used, sometimes they, they're they tired of hearing your voice and they'll hear it a little better. But I just really walk them through things like morning mindsets and mm-hmm. breathing and those types of skills to pick up because they have the flexibility to not be in a hurry to get to a campus. They have that ability to really take a moment and connect with God and ask God for help on a test. If they're doing a test with their parent Mm -hmm. or, you know, even as as our kids get older, they're doing them on their own. And just, um, I even teach kids like when you're breathing, well, you'll remember better. You can access your memory Hmm. better when you're calm. And so even I, I'm excited that now we have technology where we can see heart rate and things like that. And even look at that. Cause when we know when the heart rate gets too high, the brain doesn't work as well. Right. I always try not to talk to my kids in that state. Cause I know it's kind of like stupid talking to stupid when the heart rates are way up and the brains are misfiring. I'm just like, let's stop this conversation. Right. There's right. nothing good going to happen right. here. You know?
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, we will link to that as well. And, and tell me again, is it, is that a download? Or is it a master class? What is that?
1: It's, it's unteachable. It's a class that the kids can take themselves, but moms, I really encourage y'all take it with them, talk to them about it. You know, maybe practice some stretching and breathing together, things like that. Um, I like when they're getting really frustrated and they're like, I can't do this. I, you know, I've been there. I can't do this. I can't write this much. Okay. Let's take some deep breaths. Yeah. And let's say with God's help, I could write one more sentence. Right. And then one more sentence. Yep. Yep. And then one more sentence. And we just need to take it a sentence at a time sometimes with these guys.
0: Yeah. Love it. Okay. And then the last thing, really quickly, because this is also on your website and this is a free download, um, it's called the Worry Goblet. And this is a. It's a downloadable kind of worksheet, Mm -hmm. right, type thing? It's actually
1: like an instruction. It's almost like a a how-to craft type thing of taking a Kleenex box and turning it into a worry gobbler that can gobble up any worries kids have. And there's a skill in the counseling office called containment. And that's what we counselors often do for people. Like they, if they got trauma, they can bring it to our office. They can leave it in our office. They can come back and pick it up in our office. When I have, I've treated widows whose husbands have died very suddenly with young kids. And like we use their cars as a way for a time for them to grieve. And then they could put their grief aside when they weren't in the car. And so it gave a way for them to contain it. This is a way for your child to remember that God is gobbling up that worry and it is contained in that box. And, and then when they think about it again, we want to give them something else to think about instead.
0: Okay. That's awesome. the worry. And that's a free download. So we'll, we'll put links yes. to those things as well. Um, thank you so much, Michelle. Michelle Niedert, um, you are a blessing. I really appreciate your conversation with me this week. It has been an encouragement to me. I know that it will encourage our guests as well. Um, you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time to hang out with me this week and hang out with Michelle. Um, again, I asked this on the last two, but I'm gonna ask you again to share this with your friends and bring encouragement to them as well. And if you have not yet signed up for our newsletter, go to schoolhouserocked.com. Make sure you sign up for that. We don't send out a ton of newsletters. We probably should actually send out more than we do, but um, you know, we we do what we can right now. Um, but we would love to encourage you um, through the newsletter, through the podcast, and in any way we can. So please be sure to sign up for that as well. SchoolhouseRocks.com. Michelle, thank you for your time this week. I am so privileged to have gotten to talk to you and um, be encouraged by you. So we appreciate all that you're doing. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and we will be back with you next week with another fantastic guest. See you then. Bye.